0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. So how did a small Christian college in Michigan end up at the heart of Donald Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election? Hillsdale College is strongly conservative, but in a quiet way. Its founders were actually anti-slavery abolitionists, and it's very proud of its great books course – in recent years, though, it's become the intellectual centre of Trump-style conservatism. Even more controversially, some senior college figures allegedly plotted to undermine the result in Michigan, a key state that Joe Biden won. Danny Hakim of The New York Times has been looking into the controversy.
1: The college was taken over in 2000 by a new president. His name is Larry Arne. He comes out of a school of thinking In the U.S. called West Coast Straussianism, it's a political philosophy movement that's very conservative. You know, it holds that progressivism is really a malign force and that the ever-expanding administrative state is a really um, corroding influence in America. The president of the college holds this view, and he's brought a number of people into Hillsdale's orbit that also advance this kind of view.
0: It's very influential, or it's become very influential, not just in conservative circles, but specifically Republican circles, hasn't it? In in what way? Particularly
1: in the Trump era, the college really advanced and became a very influential place. Larry Arne was even floated as a possible education secretary pick for Donald Trump. He didn't get that job, but he did end up running a special commission for Trump called the 1776 Commission. so he was influential in the administration and he's for a long time been very close to Mike Pence who was Trump's vice president and the college really became a stopping point for a lot of conservatives in the Trump era you know whether it was Mitch McConnell, the Senate majority Leader in the United States or any number of conservative figures. Mike Pence delivered the commencement address I think in 2018. So it really became an important stopping point for the conservative movement.
0: Interestingly, as I said, it was founded by anti-slavery abolitionists. For a long time, the college had a pretty good record on race. I mean, I think it was the first college in America to ban discrimination based on race or sex or religion. How did this college then find itself as the flag bearer of a movement against so-called critical race theory? It doesn't even track
1: admissions by race. You know, what a lot of students and alumni have told me is it's just it's not a very diverse college. Certainly not now. In the 1970s, 1980s, the college decided not to take any money from the government. It's had a very unusual stance uh, relative to other colleges. Doesn't accept money from the government. And so it has to do a lot more fundraising than other colleges would. It's an unusual school.
0: Well, let's go to the days after Donald Trump loses the 2020 election. He claims to have won even just on the night, but it's more grumbling in the first few days rather than an organised resistance. What happens, though, at Hillsdale College to kind of get the campaign, uh, this much more organised campaign to overturn the election, underway? What happens at Hillsdale?
1: just to be clear, this wasn't even something that I was looking at when I started reporting on the college. I got interested in the college because it was becoming such an important place for Republicans. So that's why I started looking at the college. Just coincidentally, I also happen to cover the investigation that's been going on of Donald Trump in the state of Georgia. So I, I do pay a lot of attention to these electors issues. So I have a database of a lot of documents from the January 6th committee, the House committee that investigated the attack on the Capitol on January 6th. And at one point, I put in Hillsdale into the database of documents I had just to see what would happen. And I was surprised to see there was involvement by the college in the effort to advance Trump electors in the state of Michigan, even though Donald Trump lost the state of Michigan. Michigan was among the swing states that Trump lost, that he and his campaign tried to find a way around their loss in in those states. And Michigan was one of those states. Mm. So Hillsdale was involved in that effort.
0: There was a meeting with a couple of lawyers. One of them is Robert Norton. The other is Ian Northon. Who were those lawyers? Because one of them has a very close connection with Hillsdale.
1: That's right. Robert Norton is the general counsel of the college. So he's the college's top lawyer. According to some of the testimony in the House investigation that took place about what happened after the election, Bob Norton, you know, who was the general counsel, became very involved in efforts to keep Trump in power through electors by advancing this slate of electors in the state of Michigan, that would support Trump, even though he lost the election there, he lost the popular vote. So, the way it works in the U.S. is in the state of Michigan, if you win the popular vote, you're supposed to get all of the electoral votes from that state. The plan that they had was to advance a different slate of electors, even though Trump had not won the popular vote. So, Bob Norton was lobbying some legislators in the state of Michigan as part of that effort to advance those fake electors who weren't the real genuine electors.
0: And in your article, you uh, uncover this meeting that goes on between uh, Bob Norton and Ian Norton. And then there's another lawyer, someone who's much more famous uh, than either of those two, who dials into this meeting. Uh, who was that? <laughs>
1: I'll just explain Ian Norton, he is an alumni of the college who did legal work for the college. He also was very involved. He worked with these Trump electors to try to help them. They had a meeting in the days after the election, after Trump lost the election, it was actually at Bob Norton's house, and Ian Norton was there. And then Rudy Giuliani called into that meeting. He was obviously the outside lawyer who was representing Donald Trump Donald Trump's personal lawyer and Giuliani you know became the point man to try to keep Trump in power after the election even though he lost the election
0: How much of Hillsdale's broader alumni, because it is so connected, as you've illustrated, with the Republican Party machine? I mean, we're not just talking about a kind of conservative intellectual environment that's across many campuses, many schools in the United States, but we're talking specific links to a Republican machine. How much did Hillsdale mobilise other alumni to be involved in this uh, effort to deny the election results?
1: Well, I don't know if they mobilized a lot of alumni to be involved in the effort. What I found is there's some members of the administration that runs the school that were involved. So you have the general counsel who had some involvement. You had this outside lawyer who did work for the college who had some involvement. There was also indications that there were other members of the administration who were, you know, aware of what was happening. There was a statistician who did some work to try to advance this effort. The president of the college, Larry Arne, appears to have had some knowledge that this was going on, though it's not clear the extent of the knowledge he had. And just to be clear, the college, they wouldn't let me talk to any of their officials. Their line on this has been that this is all overblown. They've disputed the congressional testimony of several of the people who spoke about the college, or at least two of the people who spoke about the college. So Their position is that their people didn't do anything uh, wrong. Mm.
0: We should say, though, that in the end, Larry Arne, the president of Hillsdale, does not want to cross the Rubicon and be part of a full blown conspiracy to deny a Democratic election. This is because he's very close, as you mentioned earlier, to Vice President Mike Pence. What happens there?
1: Yeah, I mean, Arne actually met with Mike Pence on January 5th, 2021. So the day before the riot took place at the Capitol, what he has said, and I've confirmed with Pence's staff that, you know, they did talk on that day. The way Arne has described it is that he supported Pence's ultimate decision, which was to not go along with this effort to block the certification of the vote.
0: So Arne ultimately came down on the side of observing the Constitution and democracy.
1: Right. He did support Pence's decision. At least that's what he has said. He's also said that he believes that Michigan was stolen, which is a pretty strong statement for a college president to make. I've asked the college if they have any evidence to back that up. They have not provided any.
0: Just finally Danny the funny thing is with Larry Arne he doesn't seem to want Hillsdale to have too much association with Donald Trump personally what does he say that he likes about trumpism but he's rather uh, he's rather diffident about trump
1: he's always been my read on it is that he's been more
0: enthusiastic
1: about the maga movement than trump himself he endorsed trump in 2016 he hasn't endorsed him yet this time though he, He tends not to make endorsements during the primary season, but he has been very close to Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, who for a long time was Trump's chief opponent. He hasn't been completely in lockstep with Trump, you know, the whole way.
0: Well, it's very good to speak with you. Danny Hakem is an investigative reporter at the New York Times. We've been discussing his deep dive feature story in the New York Times magazine, how a conservative Christian college got mixed up in the 2020 plot to undermine the presidential election. Danny, thank you for joining us on the program.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.